the city of splendors. Crown of the North. And now that we're finally about to grab this stupid statue we're after, preventing these stupid pirates from doing time or a knows what, I'm looking forward to getting back to normal cases. Cases where Croc isn't breathing down my neck, or where I have to look over my shoulder in case Bayron comes looking to collect on his favor. Either way, it'll be nice to relax once this is all over. So yeah, they call it the City of Splendors. But to everyone else, it's still just water deep. Okay, so welcome back, everyone. When we last played our adventures, the Waterdeep Detective Agency, we're perched at the top of a ridge on Deepwater Isle, looking down at a pirate encampment, bustling with activity, and in the center, an enormous fire with the presumed pirate captain Ajax, the enormous minotaur, uh, flanked by... Um, one of his patchwork wizards in this this huge, I don't want to say arena, but almost an arena, this open area around the fire with hundreds of cheering pirates surrounding him. And uh, the, the activity there, it, it, it looks as if it's reaching a fever pitch. Um, people are going nuts. Uh, it's a typical pirate party carousing rum and Ajax sort of holding court. Uh, so as you're uh, looking at this, Whisper, the young half-orc thief that um, Bayron the Fixer has sort of contracted her services to you, hunkers back down over the ridge and looks at all of you and says, so, uh, what is it I'm stealing? Um, I, I, can you go get that Omni's dragon back? That would make this real fast. <laughs> That'll be easy. <laughs> she sort of, she rolls her eyes and she's like, ugh, that thing again? Uh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> and next to her, she upends a canvas sack. A bunch of items just kind of tumble out onto the ground. And she sits down next to them and starts sort of sorting through them. And in the process of doing that, you see that they're, you know, art, basically accessories that she's putting on. She drops an amulet over her head. She pulls on some slippers. She stuffs a strange symbol type thing into a pocket. And she says, look, with all those people down there, I'm going to need some kind of distraction. Oh, don't worry. We've got you covered there. Fletch, since, since Ajax is holding court, uh, can we hear his voice from here? He's not, so he's not saying, at this time, he's not saying anything in particular. He's sort of just like encouraging more energy. He's, you know, slapping pirates on the back and like, yeah, pirate stuff, yeah. <laughs> so he is saying a few, he is saying a few things that like, we can presume that he, we can actually hear his, his actual voice. Yeah, you... His voice is carrying to you. Um, it's distant, um, but you you can hear some of the stuff that he's saying. And how tall is he? Uh, he's big. He's a, a big minotaur. Yeah, so seven foot is an average minotaur. Ajax is nine plus and bulkier too. Big boy. So would you say he's an absolute unit? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. <laughs> Yeah, Sam, I don't know how to respond to that. I think Brad covered it with the kind of 
disgusted groan. <laughs> but yes, I guess I would say he is an absolute unit. Yeah, Ledger's in awe of the size of this lad. Of this absolute unit. <laughs> <laughs> so absolute unit and awestruck. Yeah. What do you think his bench is, bro? I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I'm just setting up the memes here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Dornal, he'll, he's peeking over the, the ledge there. And he'll look back and go, what if we do hog wild? And he looks all excited. like, What, what exactly is hog wild? Well, I used to do it back in the forest. I, I turn into a boar and I run around squealing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, do you need somebody to ride you? <laughs> That'd be fantastic! Max looks very excited about this. <laughs> so does Dorian. Hold on, hold on. Let's not get too carried away. Uh, Whisper says, well, as far as distractions go, that's not bad. I would recommend multiple direction distraction. <laughs> I have an idea myself. Uh, Ledger has kindly um, assisted um, in pirates, and I have a disguise self spell. And I was thinking, though I, I shouldn't be able to uh, do this vis-a-vis, um, you know, the proximity towards uh, towards Ajax there. He's quite, he's quite large. Um, however, if I were to pretend to be him from afar, accuse that one of being an imposter, perhaps we could spread out the um, the pirates, uh, cause a bit of confusion with all of all of these um, these plans of ours. You know, Countess, I like where your head is at. Oh, thank you. She she pats her her hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Operation Hogwild is myself and Doran running around the big circle. Operation Absolute Unit Duplication is the Countess. And then Ledger and uh, Celine, are you guys going to go and cause some chaos at one of the boats? Yeah. Do you have any explosives with you? Yeah, I think a couple of these patches might work. (laughs) 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 Holy moly, that's good. The boats tend to be filled with explosives all on their own, and I think one of the patches could really, really light things up. All right, folks. Here's where we should start. Ledger and I are going to go start that boat on fire. Maybe set some explosives off, too. Then, you guys doing the hog wild trick should run from that direction into the area where they've got the big fire. Then, the countess starts yelling at them, wondering what the heck is going on (laughs) as the absolute unit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Doran just looks really, really excited. (laughs) He's been waiting years. Max starts to take off parts of clothes so that he looks like an actual goblin and not a business goblin. Whisper uh, looks like she's about done getting ready. The pile of things next to her is much smaller now. She pulls on a hat and suddenly becomes one of the pirates from down in the festivities. Over the top of that, a helmet, and then 
wraps herself up in a cloak, and the second the cloak kind of closes around her, she disappears. Oh. But her voice says, okay, well, I'm going to get in position then, and uh, I will wait to make my move until I see the fireworks go off. How does that sound? Countess, is there anything you can do to help Selene and I get on that boat undetected? She just, uh, Pats you on the shoulder, Ledger, and um, and just says, "Luck be with you," and you feel a blessing of the trickster. Thank you. So that gives you advantage on dexterity stealth checks for one hour. Okay, and with that, Ledger's going to um, you know, motion for Celine to follow and head over towards where the the boats are docked, making sure that they're following a path where they're not likely to be seen. I I think I should like to. Um, use a bit of thaumaturgy to shake things up a bit and cause a bit of, of, of lighting and, and such and make it seem as though Ajax was uh, perhaps propelled further than the circumference um, and I shall disguise self um, with a bit of you know, burn marks and such. If I understand correctly, we've got plan hog wild, we've got plan absolute unit what is your plan called, Celine and Ledger? Celine just looks around at everyone and kind of rubs her hands together. Oh my god, it's a mirage. I'm telling y'all, it's sabotage. <laughs> Max's eyes just go really wide. <laughs> Dorian is like clapping his hands, but really like quietly, so he's not alerting the pirates. <laughs> the, the, the Countess is just looking around, just like... What just happened? <laughs> did you just say sabotage? Yes, I did. <laughs> Celine Ledger, how do you how do you approach the five pirate ships that are um, arrayed on the beach? I think we should go around furthest away from where our ship. Uh, got into the dock just to make sure there's no extreme collateral damage there. Um, is there a way for us, like, is there any sort of cover or, like, like shadows we can kind of scale? Well, the, the sun is setting, um, so the shadows are getting long on the island anyway. There are places where you could sneak up. But, to be clear, the boat that you came in on is on the opposite side of the island. It's not in the same dock. So you, you basically what you're going to have to do is descend the other side of the aisle, which isn't going to be difficult, and kind of loop around a little bit. I mean, I think we should just follow that path. Yes, and if anyone does spot us, pretend I'm your prisoner or something. Oh, easy. I can definitely do that. Actually, I think Doran and Max are going to, if they spot you guys, Hogwild will activate a little early since we'll be right behind you. Yeah, we'll just kick off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, both of you go ahead and make um, stealth checks for me. Uh, Sam, you have Blessing of the Trickster, so you can go ahead and use advantage. Celine got a 13. Okay. Ledger got a 7. Oh, no. With advantage? Yes. 
Oh, oh no. no. Oh no. <laughs> Max nudges Doran. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> rubs his rubs his little hands together. Prepare the hog. <laughs> Doran's ready. Pretty much as soon as everyone has left her alone, uh, the Countess casts Disguise Self and only the wildlife sees it, but she's like flexing, flexing her muscles and... <laughs> <laughs> Touching them. <laughs> she, you just hear a little, oh my. <laughs> Such an absolute unit. <laughs> as they start sneaking down, Max, you and Doran see Ledger kind of like Scooby-Doo tiptoeing between rocks and bushes and like trying to hide behind them doing a really terrible job of it uh, and you know yeah you you recognize that you may have to um, get started with uh, a hog wild a little early okay so Doran will turn into a boar and wait for Max to hop on and then continue following so he's ready to to go any second Max is going to um, just make sure that his hand crossbow is ready to go just in case and uh, and wait to see if anything actually happens. Miraculously, Ledger's tiptoe works and it gets him down to the beach before some pirates that have been left out of the festivities um, notice him and Talia approaching. This is three pirates. They're sitting um, on the beach at a little fire, a tiny little campfire, and uh, they're passing a bottle around between the three of them. And <laughs> and so one of them stands up and he says, who goes there? As that happens, Selena's going to turn around and look super wide eyed at him, just rip the patches off and toss them into every boat she can reach. <laughs> Let her run. So I just want to interject because Ledger, he had in his mind's eye, he knew what the sacks of gunpowder on the ships would look like. And he was going to make like a little trail <laughs> going to someplace safe <laughs> using the gunpowder. You, you've met Celine, right? <laughs> yeah. But no. <laughs> Patchwork grenades into the boats. As yeah. <laughs> as she does it, she's going to just like, she's going to start hitting the deck immediately, but she'll tell Ledger. So she'll just scream, Ledger, hit the deck. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> she just, she's like waving at him and she's like covering her head. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to start here. This is where this is where Operation Sabotage oh my. starts getting real. Um, to be clear, Talia, you ripped both patches off at once. Correct. And threw both of them at towards the nearest boat. Yes. If possible, both boats. But yes, whatever boat she could reach. Well, there are five boats, but the, the nearest boat to you is the only one that you were able to get to. Listen, all of y'all, it's sabotage. <laughs> Before I explode. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. A lot of stuff is going to happen right now. <laughs> so, first and foremost, here's what I want you to do, Talia. How many D8s do you have in front of you? One. 
Okay, go ahead and roll that five times and add those all up for me. Okay. That's a seven plus an eight. Oh, that's no good. Seven, eight, four. Eight. Three. So 30. All right, 30. Do you have more than one D4? Roll your D4 five times and add it up, please. Okay. Two, three is five, three is eight, plus four is 12. Did I do that four times? Yeah. One more is 14. Uh, and then we'll add five to that, so it's 19. 49. Max and Doran. You guys were sort of, you were trying to get to the edge of the the camp, right? Ish. Ish. Just so that it looked like we're coming from where the explosion happens. Okay. Yeah, we were, we were following their path. You're crouched in the bushes. Oh, it's, hap- it's happening. I, th- I think we said, let's go. It's happening. I got 44 hit points and I'm ready to lose them all. <laughs> you're ready. I'm not even going to have you roll the stealth checks because you're both really good at stealth and the, the pirates are partying, so all of their perceptions are on a disadvantage anyway. You're ready to go when suddenly from behind you, there is a bright light that flashes <laughs> and sort of illuminates the sky. Yes. And then a moment later... The roar of an explosion. Doran just leaps forward, max speed going, <laughs> squealing, throwing his head everywhere, running into pirates. Hog wild! <laughs> and Max yells, We're going to get back to Celine and Ledger in just a second. First, what we're going to do is describe what Doran and Max and the Countess are seeing in the camp. And I don't think pandemonium has ever been more accurate to describe what's going on. People are... These pirates are losing their minds. <laughs> Some of them have jumped up and started running towards the ships. Some of them have jumped up and started running away from the ships. <laughs> Some of them are still sitting down and just staring at this pig with its goblin rider storming around their encampment. <laughs> With wide, curious eyes. They're like looking at the bottles of rum in their hands. <laughs> the smarter ones. <laughs> so even even Captain Ajax is bewildered by what's going on. He's just sort of stunned by what's happened here, the explosion. And then, so it takes him a minute. He's, he's kind of looking around. But the figure in the patchwork cloak next to him seems to have collected his wits a little bit quicker and he's kind of looking around frantically and he takes off again towards the pirate ships. Celine and Letcher. Celine, you threw those two patches at the same time into that boat 
and then kind of ducked down and dropped to the beach and covered your head. Yes, you you are correct. This is what I did. Uh, Ledger, you watched her do these things. <laughs> and they went, what? <laughs> yeah, very curiously, like, why are you on the ground? I will say that Ledger has incredibly good reflexes. <laughs> so if it comes to anything on um, dexterity to avoid being engulfed in flames, <laughs> he has advantage. All right, real quick here. I'm going to roll three constitution saves for the pirates. What I'd like you to do, Sam, is roll a dexterity save to see if you are able to hit the ground similarly to Talia. That was a... Um because I have advantage on it, as long as I'm not blinded or deafened, uh, which, you know, it takes the deafening sound longer to get to you than the flash of light, so <laughs> I assume I'm not deafened yet. Uh, I rolled a 20 on my advantage. Okay. All right. So here's what happens. This is what you guys see. First, you hear sort of like a very loud boom of thunder from inside the ship and accompanying the boom of thunder five uh, kind of electrical cracks the sort of the sort of zap and crack that accompanies typically a magic missile being fired off and then a sound that could really only be described as a entire pirate ship's worth of powder kegs being ignited simultaneously. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Did Celine throw this at the fireworks barge or something? Yeah. <laughs> and for a very brief second, the the entire hull of the ship seems to kind of bow out and swell like a, a water balloon being overfilled with water. Uh, and that is where your 20 comes in, Ledger, because you see that and you know through years of experience on these ships that they're not supposed to do that. <laughs> they aren't. <laughs> Ledger, the character, and Sam, the player, know that they're not supposed to do that. <laughs> um, and so you are able to hit the ground, too. Uh, the three pirates who are watching you do this seem bewildered and are therefore taken <laughs> by surprise when a brilliant flash of light illuminates the sky and a shockwave rolls over them, picking all three up and kind of casting them away <laughs> into the evening sky. <laughs> Once the explosion happens, um, the Countess will will realize that the that everything is happening from, from a distance here uh, and focus, and then she will cast Zamaturgy and um, make the earth shake a little bit and then like get a few sparks uh, flying off. Um, and then from, from the hillside here, she's just going to stand up on a um, rock or something so that she can, she can put herself in plain view um, as Aj Captain Ajax. And she will use thaumaturgy to uh, increase her, her, her voice. And because she took the actor feat, she can, for one minute, uh, mimic uh, Captain Ajax. And she's just going to yell down, 
holding holding her head, uh, looking all like soot covered and everything, and just say, "Blimey, that landlubber's run a rig. Send him to Davy Jones's locker." And then just sort of waver and then like pass out, um, out of sight. <laughs> Can't roll a performance check with advantage. Oh my goodness. Okay, the first roll is a one. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> okay, the second roll was a 17, so, uh, and I get I get plus one on that, so uh, 18. Yeah. Bravo! <laughs> 18, great, okay. If Celine is alive, she's cheering. <laughs> <laughs> now, Talia, Sam, both of you, I need you to roll constitution saves, but you can do it with advantage. Not very good on advantage. 26 for Ledger. Oh my god. Celine got an 8. That's where the barbarian comes in. Uh, Celine, you take 21 points of damage. Is it fire damage? It is fire damage, so you, yeah, you're resistant to that, aren't you? Yeah. So I take half. half. You both take 10 points of damage. Yeah. And then, when you pick yourself up off the ground... You see that in addition to the charred skeletal remains of this ship, like only the only the biggest and largest timbers have survived. Beyond it, a hole has been punched in the ship next to it, and that ship is also on fire now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and filling with water. Ledger gets up and screams to run and starts running <laughs> away from the ships. Yeah. As, as soon as Celine sees him just like bolt away, she's just going to go, where are you going? And then start taking off after him. I, I want to stress both of you are very deaf right now. Yeah. Neither of That's you why, can like, hear a thing. <laughs> like, you're hearing yeah. Charlie Brown teachers right now. Everything yeah. just sounds like. Wah, 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 wah. I just imagine in every war movie, like that Saving Private Ryan thing, yeah. where they, you know, you just hear the ring and then everything's sort of muffled after that. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what it is, too. Okay. <laughs> Back to. Operation Hog Wild. Um, just as you two are kind of reaching your fever pitch of Operation Hog Wild, um, three pirates plummet from the sky into the the area, the arena area where you know all these festivities were taking place. And the call goes up that there's a fire on one of the ships, and they need to, you know, everyone needs to go put it out and. The, the distraction is, you know, you, you feel like this might be the, the first bits of the distraction not working anymore. Like, these, these pirates are starting to have a purpose again. So Doran will spin around, kicking, kicking bottles and pirates in the junk, and, and then he'll, he'll, maybe it's time to get going, which just comes out like, <laughs> uh, Does Max see the patchwork wizard? running toward the ships. Yes. Yeah, he's tough to miss. I would like Max to take a shot at his leg with my hand crossbow that I 
Chekhov's gun like maneuvered into, into frame before we started riding. Okay, here's what I want you to do first. What if you aim at one of the patches? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think the magic is when it comes off, but... What if it tears it off? Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'll do that. I'll aim for a patch. That'd be the worst way. You're running when your patches gets torn off. It starts you on fire. All your patches get torn off, and it's like a fireworks store that got lit up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm ready for this. All right, you know what? Let's do this. Okay. Let's see what happens. Okay. Here's what I want you to do first. I want you to roll an animal handling check first with advantage, because the way I'm working this out, you are mounted, but you've mounted Doran. Can we cut that? 17 total. It's a 16 okay. on the dice plus one. Okay. Awesome. Now, roll your attack against the patchwork wizard. I'm assuming that I'm not rolling with advantage because he's distracted and running away. Right. Holy sh Okay, no sh That's a crit. Nat 20? Yeah, that was a nat 20. <laughs> like, no, no lie. Yes. Okay, listen. A lot of stuff is about to happen. I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I sat back and I went, he's about to roll a 20. He's about to roll a 20 on this. And then I'm going to have to do something that I didn't really want to do, but let's do it. Okay. So I want you to imagine, you know, the way in, in some movies and TV shows and stuff like when a, a good guy or a bad guy shoots a gun and then you get the camera vision of the bullet like as it's zooming towards its target. I want you to imagine that <clears throat> Max on his bucking boar steed <laughs> turns around and, you know, fires his crossbow and in slow motion the arrow or the bolt speeds towards this wizard uh, who, for all you know, had a backstory that your dungeon master put a lot of time and consideration into. And <laughs> maybe now we're never going to get to that because it <laughs> speeds by his cloak and just sort of like speeds along a row of thread holding a patch in place. And it happened. It all happens so quickly that he doesn't even notice it. He doesn't even notice happen. Notice it happening. <laughs> what he does notice is when sparks start to kind of fray up oh, no. from that patch <laughs> in his rope, kind of it, down by his hip. It it starts sparking up. Uh, you know, the, almost like a like the uh, malfunctioning electronics. And so now he's gonna roll. I guess he's going to roll a dexterity check to see if he can react to this in time. I rolled a two. Oh, no. Yeah, that's not good for him. <laughs> what is the best one-liner for that shot? Oh, man. You've been investigated. <laughs> I call that threading the needle. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. Uh, he loses it. He slaps at the patch a couple times 
and then the sparks grow worse. And then, Countess, you've dropped down behind some rocks, right? Yes, but um, she's actually, she would like to um, head towards the fray because she doesn't want to miss out on the fun. Okay, so you're walking towards the, the action where the fire is and all that sort of stuff. Yes, so she would she would like to do something, um, head out of the fire from from the water side. Is that possible? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You've gotten their attention as fake Ajax, uh, the absolute unit. <laughs> in, in the way I'm the way I'm processing it in my head with the map of Deepwater Isle, you kind of circled around just a little bit, but then started making your way back towards the camp to offer more assistance. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's actually going to uh, drop this disguise and, and turn into something else. She would like to turn into Davy Jones. Oh, like a, rep- a mythical representation of Davy Jones. Yes, and that's why she wants to walk out of the water near the fire. Got it. Okay, yeah. Okay, so love it. Great. You come up out of the water and you get near the camp, kind of at the edges of it, and the pirates are seeing you and they're losing their minds even more. Like this is causing even more chaos in the camp. And then the sky ahead of you is illuminated in a bright light, a flash, and then the roar of an explosion and heat (laughs) on your face. The second one. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) Celine, Ledger, uh, even more concerning for you guys because you were also running directly at it. We're running towards it. You can't hear anything. We were running away from the boats. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. You're like, are we dead? I don't know. We have no idea what's happening. Oh, no. Um, so as, as the Countess is like going, uh, walking through the water towards the, towards the shoreline, She's also going to cast Spirit Guardians, uh, but these are actually going to take the form of uh, skeleton pirates. Oh. Oh, oh so man. So cool. <laughs> and she's going to turn to the crowd and, and, and point, um, and again use thaumaturgy so that her voice can actually be heard. Uh, and she's going to say, I've come for a booty, the Omni's dragon. I give no quarter to those what stand in the way. <laughs> and then she's just gonna she's gonna get the, the skeleton pirates to sort of move slowly forward. I'm starting to feel bad for the pirates, I gotta be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I say that this episode should be titled Killer <laughs> Performance? Yes. Emphasis Ooh. on oh, the killer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. I'm tr- I'm just at this point there's too much there's too much happening. <laughs> she said she needed a distraction. <laughs> yeah. I like to imagine that invisible just stopped. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. 
Yeah. <laughs> How do you know she didn't finish in like the first right. 20 seconds? She's gone. She's waiting back at the boat right now as you're psychologically <laughs> torturing these pirates. <laughs> There's like, where is the statue? Where is the yeah. statue? Where is it? <laughs> Some, someone get the goddamn statue. She and Catcher are just drinking on the, on the deck yeah. of the ship. Watching the fireworks. Seeing these... Katra. Enormous flashes and explosions <laughs> happening on the other yeah. side of the island. Katra's just looking at her like, oh boy, you know, there's really something going on out there. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Those poor pirates. <laughs> okay, Kat, go ahead and roll a performance check with advantage. First one was a six. <laughs> and the second one, oh wait, sorry, I have to add performance, uh, seven. And the second one was a 15. All right, let's do this. <clears throat> so you see, there's a, a handful of pirates very near you that you can just see give up. Like in their eyes, in their, the way that they move, they, you just see them give up. They're done. <laughs> they sort of, they sort of run away, but it's not even like they, they know that they're not escaping. They're just like making a token effort at some sort of, they don't know what direction they're going except away from you. These explode, like two explosions now have happened in very close proximity. They have no idea what's happening. Max, I want to get back to Max and Doran because you were very close to the wizard when his hit when he went off oh, no. <laughs> oh no no uh, no like no, wait 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 hold on no, how no. close i mean what's the range on a uh <laughs> mini crossbow <laughs> like miles really really far <laughs> uh, no uh the actual like good uh, not disadvantage distance is 30 feet <laughs> don't say that how fast can a pig run yeah yeah, how fast can you run, Piggy? Because you most certainly didn't roll with disadvantage. No, I did not. Um, you know how in movies when people are like running away from an explosion, I want fan art of Max <laughs> on the back of a wild boar running away from a giant, like a mushroom cloud in the back. <laughs> like a huge explosion. But the boar is only on its front two feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're two-wheeling me! <laughs> I would like both of you to roll constitution saves. Let's say, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> 14 on the dice, so 16 for Max. Doran got a 17 on the dice, so 18 for okay. the boar. Oh, no. That's, that's too many dice. <clears throat> Both of you take 28 damage. Holy... Holy... Goodness. Okay, that knocks Doran right out of board. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> now you're running a Doran! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Just goodness. Goblin on his shoulders oh still trying to go. <laughs> oh boy. And 
that's the next piece of fan art that I <laughs> yeah. I want it to be one of those holograms where the picture changes if you if you yeah if you if you shift it. So on one side it's Max riding a a boar, and then you flip it, and it's a very confused Max on the shoulders of a, <laughs> an even more confused Doran. <clears throat> okay. Um, <laughs> in addition to that, uh, you are also very deaf. <laughs> My poor goblin ears. Uh a little discombobulated. But the good news is the enormous explosion of the patchwork wizard going up has thrown the camp into even more chaos. Um, there is now a big crater in the ground <laughs> where he was standing and pieces of pirates <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Celine and Ledger, you were heading towards this area when you saw the giant explosion going back to Operation Sabotage. <laughs> um, what do you do? I assume fall down. <laughs> Maybe not intentionally. How close are we to the... You you weren't far you weren't close enough to this explosion to be okay. affected by it, but you also recognize that you are running towards it. So, so is Ledger still in front of Celine? Yeah. Yeah, actually, Ledger, what do you do? Where am I in relation to the fire and the camp and all that? I don't understand the sort of positioning. You are between you are between the boats that were pulled up on the beach, uh, dry docked on the beach for repairs, and the camp, which is in between the boats and where you initially pulled up with Katra's boat. Ooh, I have an idea. As soon as Celine sees this happen in front of them, she's gonna flip around and try to catch Ledger with her tail and start pulling him the other way. Can I do that? Back, back toward, back towards the first boats. Isn't there no towards the countess and and her spirit guardians? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, you can make a dexterity check to see if you can grab him and start hauling him that direction. Because I am unaware of the skeletons and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think if the if the countess does actually see any of the uh, of the water deep detective agency, she'll message them and just say. Don't worry, darlings, it's just me. <laughs> Fletch, am I doing uh let's see, oh a dex. So that was a thirteen. Uh Sam, is Ledger gonna contest this at all? No. No, he's just like <laughs> He's just not reacting. He just doesn't know just what's going on what? anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was sort of that was my guess. That was what I thought Ledger was gonna do. Uh yeah, you start hauling him towards the countess. Countess, um, the terror of the deep seas uh, you are instilling even greater terror in these pirates now two explosions Davy Jones up from the depths skeletal apparitions harrying them away from their camp <laughs> um, you see now even Ajax at this point has given up <laughs> you see him like thundering kind of like you know the way a nine foot minotaur would run kind of away down the beach 
away from the camp, away from the ships, away from everything. <laughs> and within the camp, you see uh, Max and Doran kind of sitting on the ground, <laughs> staring around with just wide eyes. The tips of Max's ears are singed and smoke is coming up from them. <laughs> when when the countess uh, when the countess approaches uh, Max and Doran uh, in the form of Davy Jones and her and her and the skeleton crew, uh, she's just going to smile down uh, at them and then in her in her own voice say, "Was it something I said?" <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Yes. <laughs> Max is just going to look up and say, <laughs> "Um." I hope that those explosions didn't kill our friends. <laughs> oh my gosh. Doran's going to put his hands in the air and like fall back and go. <laughs> oh man, this was awesome. Doran loves the big city. That was the best hog wild I've ever done. <laughs> Do either of you need any healing? <laughs> Max kind of raises his hand. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm at 16 hit points. <laughs> uh, the Countess can uh, can cast Cure Runes on, on, on both Doran and uh, Max. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, so it's around that time that Ledger and Celine also stumble into the camp. Max is going to look for a, a bottle that has any sort of booze in it. There's actually still, there's a pirate sitting on a stump who's who's just staring around and he's got a bottle of rum in his hands and he's just with wide eyes just looking around. Max is just going to kind of motion. Davy Jones will point to and just sort of like with the finger just like come here with that. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, he stands up and just holds the bottle of rum out. Max will take a long pull and say, alright, should we, uh, get out of here? <laughs> do, do we know that um, we've accomplished what we needed to do? Well, I think, if anything, um, we've scared the pirates off, so... Maybe we've done the city a good deed as well. Yeah, at this point, I want to cut away. I want to do like a Family Guy style interstitial where back at the docks of Waterdeep, <laughs> Croc <laughs> is addressing his guards and talking about, you know, these pirates are they're big trouble for the city. We need to be on our on our tiptoes, making sure that they're we're protecting the public and not instigating more violence with them. And then over his shoulder, a brilliant flash of light. <laughs> and seconds later, sort of the sound of an explosion. And he turns and he, he says, Max. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to actually start from the perspective of... Katra Jade Buckle, who has been waiting patiently uh, at her ship for her passengers to return. A few moments ago, the relatively quiet night, 
was shattered by a brilliant flash of light on the other side of the hill, followed by an enormous explosion. Um, She thought about unmooring the ship and taking off, but she's a professional. So instead, she loaded a crossbow, set it up on the gunwale, and just waited for her passengers to come back. By the time she was ready, another brilliant flash of light and another giant explosion. At which point she got like five-sixths of all the work done to get ready to go so that in the event that a dragon or Umber Hulk or something else that, you know, could conceivably cause as much carnage uh, as she was, you know, now hearing off in the distance the terrified screams of (laughs) pirates. And then Whisper came, and Whisper arrived. And uh, so Catra and Whisper were hanging out on the boat, waiting for you guys, when out of the darkness of the night stumble the adventurers. (laughs) Singed battered, half-deaf. Screaming at each other. (laughs) Yes. Little wisps of smoke rising from the torched cinders on their clothes and armor. And what you guys see is Whisper perched on the side of the boat, um, sort of dangling her legs. And in one hand, she's holding a sack and as you as you near her, as you get closer, she holds it out, and she says, "Here you go, one jade statue." Fletch, are we able to determine what sort of gear she actually has? So some of the stuff you recognized because it's uh, relatively it's not rare, but it is uncommon, and I'm using like the actual definitions of stuff. Sure. And then other stuff is just more popular. So you recognize the cloak that she wrapped around herself as a cloak of invisibility. So I think what she, what the Countess wants to do is she wants to, under the ruse of going over the books with Ledger for all the expenses of this last um, excursion, uh, she, wants, she wants him to help her take note of all these items um, so that they can go to at its security and protect themselves from these things. Oh, good call. <laughs> yeah, you rec- the ones you recognize the most largely because you are in the, the um, detection and crime-solving industry. Um, she had boots of levitation. She had a chime of opening, the cloak of invisibility that we already talked about, mm-hmm. and gloves of thievery. Nice. <laughs> Handy. What was the helm? Was that the hat of disguise? Hat of disguise, that's right. She also had a variety of rings that you don't really know what they did. Um, but she didn't take those out of the bag. She was just wearing those on her hands the whole time. The Countess would like to peek in the bag. Okay, cat, uh, roll an insight check for me. That would be a uh, 23. Wow, oh, insightful. Okay. Yes, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the 23, yes. <laughs> Closing out season two the way we opened season one. There's something poetic about that. So, Countess, as as the you your hand makes contact with the, the dragon inside and you extract it from the, you know, plain sack that it's in, 
you have this flash of memory, of, of insight uh, into your past, into, you know, this, this sort of foggy corner of your past that you had completely forgotten. Um, and you realize that in your childhood home, you had a statue not unlike this. Your parents had this in their home, not an identical copy, but, you know, a similar dragon, a different color, similar dimensions. And as the jade dragon emerges from the sack, this thunderbolt strikes, and you remember an experience of your youth, um, sort of exploring your family home and coming into contact with the statue that your parents had little mentioned growing up, never warned you against. Uh, you know, this is not something that was in a you know place of, of notoriety in the home. It wasn't on a pedestal in the middle of the house. It's tucked away in a random room somewhere in the, the estate. But in your early explorations, you, you came across this similar statue, and when you touched it, you were struck with an overwhelming sense of dread and foreboding. Something that reached deep into you, into the, the core of your spirit. And as you look at the statue in your hands now, on the beach of Waterdeep Isle, you're, you're struck with not the same sense of foreboding, but with its shadow with something not unlike it. Uh, Something that frightens you down to the very center of yourself. Uh, the, The undeniable sense, the undeniable knowing that something is coming. Um, so I think the Countess, she's just, she's probably going to gasp, like there's no way that she can withhold it. Um, and she's going to gasp, but drop drop the figurine back into the sack and just uh, close it and try to look off um, away from everyone so that they don't see her reaction. Roll a roll a performance check, quick. Um, I think the countess would actually like to use her inspiration too. Um, that was only a nine, so she would definitely like to use her inspiration. <laughs> Oh, and that was worse. <laughs> Does Max's passive perception of 24 <laughs> notice the Countess's reaction? Yeah, Max, you, you notice, not that, not that you don't get the full sense of the Countess's dread, um, but you definitely see that something has shaken her. Uh, Max will look at the Countess and, and tap the you know, do the tap to the side of the head. (laughs) The international symbol of... Message. (laughs) Message me what's going on. Uh, She's going to sort of just um, compose herself and and message Max and say, Oh my, uh, just a bit winded from from all that activity, I think. Not a young lady anymore. (laughs) Max would like to roll an insight check against his friend. (laughs) Yeah, so let's do uh, insight versus um, deception. Max will a seven. Oh man, I'm just not rolling very well tonight. A uh, nine. And so Max will Max will nod <laughs> and message back. Uh, all right, 
right. <laughs> All right. She's she's gonna play it up and just sit down and just sort of take in a deep breath. So Ledger nods at at Max and uh, produces a charred business card, uh, which which he hands to Whisper. And thank thank you. Uh, pleasure doing business. Uh, she like flicks some of the cinders off of the side of it and um, tucks it into uh, her pouch, and she nods. And she says, sure, whatever. Shall we, uh, shall we head back to Panana? Should we, uh, well, I, I guess we're going to have to check in with, uh, with Croc before we go anywhere. Cause, um, <laughs> that's a bit of a mess back there. Mm, yes. Um, she's also going to message Max and say, did we want to perhaps interrogate Whisper here about possible involvement with Edit's wizard security? Uh, Max will message back. Uh, yeah, I think that we should probably ask, but uh, I don't. <laughs> we don't have a real good track record with interrogations. <laughs> <laughs> it's rather true, although. Well, I did. I did do rather well with the gnome fellow, but um, you know he. Oh, that's true. However, I, I do think that maybe we should push off first, and and therefore she won't be able to run away. <laughs> ah, true. Good call. Katra kind of leans out the boat and she says, "Well, I think it's about time we mosey on. I'm, uh, I'm drying out over here." And she she kicks a, a barrel next to her that like sounds kind of hollow and empty. Oh, yes, of course, by all means, you are the professional here. Um, and the Countess will, I think she'll relay that, the part of the interrogation and taking off um, into the into the harbor before um, beginning the interrogation and just let the rest of the agency know. Yeah, Ledger will take a stab at it. Um, so, Whisper, I, if, if you really don't mind, I just, I have sort of a professional curiosity sure what is it there were so many things in the shop that would stop someone from from getting in so many wards so many physical barriers and you know i'm pretty handy with some thieves tools but it was unbelievable like how how do you do what you do she says Oh, I got these. And she reaches into her bag and she pulls out sort of a wad of the crystals that have all been kind of <laughs> roughly tied together with like hemp string. <laughs> oh, I was at this place with gnomes. She nods. She's like, yeah, that's the place. I got them from there. But they have the best security. How'd you, how would one even get in to get those from the gnomes? Plus the explosions, and they work around the clock. She goes, yeah, I got this stuff. And she kicks the bag that she had overturned in the last episode. The the bag full of gear, that the helm and cape and boots and all that sort of, the gloves, all that sort of stuff. She says, you know, to be honest, I'm actually not that much of a thief. I, uh, I went on this adventure one time, and uh, the rest of the group got ate up by this dragon, but I was hiding, and it didn't see me, and then it left, and all this stuff was sitting around, so I just I filled up my sack with it, and I when I came back, this wizard guy that I brought it to was like, wow, that stuff is really good, and I said, thanks, 
And then I used it to steal these key thingies. And uh, now I can basically go wherever I want. Oh, those don't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she looks over at Doran and she goes, wait, what? Oh, yeah. Now we went to the, the security place and had them change all their keys. Ledger is just turning red <laughs> as all of this is happening. He's not saying anything, but he's just noticeably changing color. <laughs> Ugh, you guys are dicks. And she throws the key, the crystal things over the side of the boat and like oh, sort wait. of stomps off up to the front of the boat away from Ledger. Max dives in after them. <laughs> oh no. Do goblins know how to swim? <laughs> I got a four on an on a on an athletics oh, check. No. <laughs> okay, Max. So you hit the water with a crack, and it's like a cartoon where you sit at the top of the water for a second before you really sink down into it. Um, and then Sievert, you see. Sievert kind of in front of you, but he doesn't know what to do. Max points at the keys. I point at the bundle of keys. Mm! Sievert can see he's a mer person. Yeah, he does. So he, he looks down, um, and with his merman vision, he sees the keys, and then he looks back at you, Max, and he gives you a thumbs up and like a... And he takes off underwater to get the keys. Uh, so the Countess, seeing Max do that, uh, she has a panicked look on her face, and I think two things happen. She she says to everyone, stay here, I'm, I'm going in after him, and she just, without care, dives overboard after her friend Max, not thinking. And at the same time, she is actually going to message Sievert and say... I require your assistance immediately. Sievert responds, uh, Oh, hey, yeah, uh, um, what can I do for you? Uh, she's also going to um, message Max. Um, does she see him anywhere? The Countess is over the side of the ship now. Um, there's, there's sort of, you know, this commotion going on in the water. She is clutching onto this bag like nobody's business. Like this is yeah, the the drag the bag with the uh, jade dragon in it. Yeah, she, I think her eyes like she's just like her head is just going back and forth, looking around for Max and looking around for Sievert um, while she's clutching onto this bag. Yeah, so both of you are below the surface, so you can you can see you can see Max uh, a short distance away. I think she's going to wait a moment for Max to to grab the, the sack. She doesn't want to um, distract him in any way um, as uh, Sievert is coming over and she's just going to, to message him. Um, I'll need your assistance in, well, I suppose it's disappearing. Sievert, uh, it, you know, more emotion than anyone has seen from them, like a, almost like a Labrador cock of his head. Uh, he says, I've never disappeared anyone before and then he he shrugs he says yeah okay <laughs> the countess will will sort of uh shrug underwater and say it's it's not as difficult as uh, some would make it um, however i will be running out of breath fairly sh- soon so he gives he gives like a finger gun and a wink like a and he uh he pulls a little um like a seashell out from his pouch 
and, and kind of tucks it into your hand. And as it makes contact, you feel this effervescent tingle run up your arm uh, and along your, your neck and down into your chest. Oh, my. And then uh, you can now uh, breathe underwater. No, uh, she, she says to him, oh, my, it's like, it's like breathing Prosecco. <laughs> Sievert says, uh, why do you think merfolk are so cheerful? <laughs> so when Max gets up to them, uh, the countess with her free hand, I think she's going to have one, one hand sort of like on the sack um, and trying to clutch onto Sievert. And then one hand is going to go onto Max's shoulder as he comes up. And she's going to look him eye to eye and message him and say, I'm afraid I have some bad news. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm afraid I'm going to have to leave. This, um, this Amanese dragon is far more powerful and dangerous than we were even led to believe, and I must dispose of it. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know, Countess. I don't know. Um, are you, are you sure? We can't let anyone know that this exists in the world. We can't let anyone know that we've come in contact with it. Uh, I think the best course of action is, is for me to disappear with it. And if anyone comes after after it, they shall come after me and not all of you lot. Cat, why don't you roll a um, persuasion to see if you can, like, get this across to Max a little bit more. At this point, you guys are more than business partners. Max rolled a three on his insight, so that's a six total. Uh, the Countess got a... <laughs> a 23. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Max, you're... As near as you can tell, this is this is pretty deadly serious. This is something that uh, the Countess feels very strongly that she needs to take care of. Well, uh, as my tiny goblin lungs are running out of breath, um, I will message the Countess. Um, don't worry, I will. I'll do my best to let the others know that you're all right. But it won't be back until we're in the office. Well, I, I guess this is goodbye then. For now, say the words. Mm. <laughs> For now, remember to do good. I will. And she just lets go of him. Max is going to swim as fast as he can to the surface. Um, so, Max, you break the surface <clears throat> with the crystals in your hand. Um, you see, you know, the rest of the Waterdeep Detective Agency sort of clustered around the the side of the boat um, and there's this long pause uh, before Sievert breaks the surface next to you um, and he's he's looking down beneath the waves and he says I don't know I don't know what happened the it seemed like that that sack that she was carrying just took her away. What? Faster than I could swim. She just... She's gone. 
Max is going to toss the sack of crystals up onto the deck of the ship, and he's going to dive underneath the water again. What he can see is um, one of the Countess's um, spinning coins with Timora's face on it um, floating up. He will wait a couple seconds and then come back up and say, "Uh, Can you... Can you go, can you, can you look a little, I can't swim that deep. Uh, Sievert says, uh, yes, of, of course, I'll, I'll marshal the, uh, the rest of the merfolk in the harbor. Uh, we'll find her. And he dives down with a great big splash of his tail. Uh, and then he's gone. Okay, so... Uh, you have a very, the group has a very somber walk through Waterdeep, uh, you know, docking and the, uh, all that is normal. Um, your, your excursion through the streets back to Panana's shop, uneventful. Uh, and as you approach, um, you see, you know, the, the rest of the city streets are, are dark. Um, the city is, you know, not quite waking up. So uh, that is how you find yourself approaching the shop. Max will uh, knock on the door. You, you hear a- activity inside. Panana opens the door, you know, sort of peering through a, a chain stretched across the gap. Um, and she says, you're back. Do you, uh, do you have news? Max kind of collapses against the doorframe and says, we had it. We had it. We had it. And then we lost it. And we lost the countess it 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 went down in the harbor and it took the countess with her uh panana gasps and you know covers her her mouth with her hand she clutches her uh you know sleeping gown to her chest and she says the, oh no the countess but you were you, you you were able to get it away from the pirates yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know where it is, but I have the entire Merfolk family looking for it on the bottom of the harbor. They're going to let us know if they find anything. Panana considers this, she, you know, she sort of goes deep into thought. And she seems to sag away from the door. And then she, you know... She sort of straightens her back, and you know, you you sense this this kind of resolve re-entering her, and she says, "Well, the the countess wouldn't want us to mope about, and getting the statue away from those despicable pirates was the most important thing." Uh, if you say so, she says, "Let's just hope." that the statue can't do any more harm from the bottom of the harbor. I suppose. Um, and then she she sort of closes the door a little bit so that she can unfasten the chain and she opens it wider and she says, uh, well, come in, come in. I suppose the the effort you put in is is worth the reward. And we can all have a hot drink. 
I suppose. And put this behind us. And Max will lead the group inside. Uh, but first, your rewards. I promised you something out of the 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 sack of random curios. And she she pulls a sack out from behind the counter, and she holds it out to Ledger. And she says, "Go ahead, I, I see what it is you you earned." That's a that's really a lot of responsibility. I I think that Max Max will reach in and kind of just let whatever fall into his hand and then pull it out. Max, you feel something familiar. And when you remove your hand from the bag, you're clutching a card. Oh. Is it another balance card? It is not. Oh. Roll a d6. Ho, <laughs> Uh, I got a three. So, Panana smiles at you. And in a voice that is not her own, she says, Come now, Max. You didn't think I was done with you so soon, did you? Oh, no. The card is already dissolving in your hand, turning to little motes of light as it drifts away. And as the card drifts away... Panana does too. And I think that's where we'll end season two. Thank you for listening to season two of Adventure They Wrote. I want to say a big and gigantic thank you to Tabletop Audio for always letting us use all of their sound effects, their music beds, their ambiances, everything for no cost. Uh, If you need any sort of soundscape for your tabletop gaming, I suggest, I highly recommend that you check out tabletopaudio.com. Everything is free. And if you want to chip in, they have a Patreon. That is it for season two of Adventure They Wrote. It has been a pleasure playing Max the Goblin Detective and producing the show. We've got a couple of one-offs. We've got a session zero with Ledger and uh, we have our live show that we're going to be producing and putting out in the next couple of weeks. So you can look forward to that and stay tuned for more mystery. Okay. So um, if I understand correctly, we've got plan hog wild. We've got plan absolute unit. What is your plan called? Celine and ledger called sabotage. Sabotage. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> let's, let's do that. Jason, did you just do a spit take? <laughs> I did. I literally did. Yeah, into my hands because I'm sitting in front of a thousand dollars worth of radio equipment. Sabotage. I feel There's like your I hashtag. Say, yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just going to wipe myself off. <laughs> I've never I've Gosh. never heard a spit take that vividly. No. It's so good. <laughs> oh man. <laughs>